Alright, time for another review. Spillagen by Spillage Village. Like religion, but for Spillage Village. Spillagen. It's a bit of a stretch, isn't it? I was looking at it and I'm like, what does this word mean? Like, how do I say it? Is it Spillagen? Spillagen? Is it like French? Like filet mignon? Is that a French thing? It's steak language. Um, so it's obvious looking at the track list that it's going to be about religion, and obviously by the name of the album as well. Now, the last religious album that I reviewed was Is He Real by IDK, and that was about the struggles of one man wrestling with his thoughts about faith and trying to decide whether he should still believe what he was brought up on or face these issues that he's now, you know, been faced with. And it was a pretty good album. I think I rated it like a, a 7 by memory. And But that was just about one guy. Remember that. So, like, this album with... I don't even know how many people does this load. It, it makes me wonder how they're going to do it. That's what made Is He Real so good. You know, it was like... It was the internal dialogue of one guy. He was able to take the listener so many places and get, like, real depth and get real meaty with the issue. Like, I, I just don't understand how this album is going to get that amount of depth with this many people on there. Now, because there is so much to unpack here, I'm going to be doing it track by track. Otherwise, my soft head will just forget something. Uh, so the first track is Spillville. Three guys talking about how they go to church every Sunday and donate money. And then they see the pastor driving around, whipping it, in a Bentley Coupe. They feel they have been robbed and they are about to right that wrong. They're going to break into the church and steal their money back. It is unclear whether they're doing, going to be doing that by force or like sort of break in when no one's there. I don't know which one I would prefer. I don't, I don't endorse breaking into a church, whether there's people there or not. Don't break crimes. Big Rube's bit um, like, it's it's all just sort of spoken word, but I really like Big Rube's bit. Um, the way he ends it is just great. He says, like, and this is in, like, a deep sort of, like, Rick Ross-type voice as well, like, where it's really raspy. Everyone always asking, what would Jesus do? But no one ever asks Jesus. And, like, I, I think he means by that that no one is truly religious. Um, they've all got a little bit of selfishness in them. Um, so sort of like they're letting their internal self make the decision rather than just pray and get the proper answer of what Jesus would do. Um, you know, that they're, they're making the decision through their own eyes of what Jesus would do. You know, like we're, there's no possible way for a human to truly be unbiased. And I, I, sort of, I, th I think that's sort of what he's what he's hinting at there. And then he goes on to say, a lot of folk believe in anything you tell them if it sounds good enough. I can make a real convincing argument right here, right now, that Jesus was as black as Shaka Zulu, but to what end? I don't think it needs explaining, but Shaka Zulu was a very influential monarch of the Zulu kingdom in South Africa. Yeah, and then he goes on to say, uh, arguing about it would only divide us to be conquered. Like, I like that line a lot. Like, and it is true, the best way to eliminate two people is to get them to eliminate each other. That's a good strategy in Among Us. Don't kill people, let them vote each other out. And then he goes on to say, 
It's like never opening a package that could have saved your life because you were too damn busy arguing over whether UPS or FedEx delivered it. That is dope. Like, imagine you've been bitten by a snake. You know, there's very fast shipping lately. So you jump on the internet to order yourself some anti-venom and you don't take it because you're arguing with your, with someone else there who delivered it. Like, it doesn't matter who delivered it. You know, the anti-venom's in there. Um, then in Baptize, we did a, a track review for this one oh, four weeks ago now, two weeks ago, something like that. And it, ha- it had a few religious lines in it. My favourite would probably have to be from uh, Dr. Dot. Uh, burning that bush like Moses, hood on my back like cobras. So obviously like burning that bush can refer to the, you know, the marriage of wackies, the, the naughty plant, the devil's lettuce, or when Moses talked to God through a burning bush but i do want to clarify burning that bush like moses moses never burnt that bush moses was a good man he's not going to hurt the environment i want to make that very clear and then the hood on my back like cobras that's actually really clever like cobras can flatten their neck to make themselves look bigger and more intimidating and then obviously they they stand up like there'll be a cobra there you don't have to imitate one (laughs) Um, and like when they do it it looks as if they're wearing a hoodie yeah, and then Doctor has the hood on his back, as in he supports his neighbourhood. I thought that was really, really clever. Uh, but then this track went even deeper than just religion. Jid had a few lines about racial issues. Fighting for freedom, my neighbour, ain't no more asking. Judge ain't never forget him for when he was trapping. And then my favourite of the two, uh, white and white tracksuit, because you know who run it. Uh, because that just sounds like such a simple line, like he's about to just go for a run, so he puts on a tracksuit. But it's a all-white tracksuit running the world, you know. I don't think that needs too much explaining sort of parts there. The judge ain't never forgive him for when he was trapping. Like, that's um, especially prevalent in uh, Meek Mill's case. And when he went uh, back to jail, I think he got he got sentenced for, like, way more than he should have. And the judge remembered that, you know, he'd previously been in trouble and that shouldn't come into play you know with this new case but it did and then in Sam Singh that is an absolute banger it's not really about anything topic heavy Uh, it's just about a relationship between two people who use the devil's lettuce again they start the song out with this is for my neighbors on this on the east side yeah east side first this is for my neighbors on the west side north side etc etc you know it's, it's just bringing everyone together and the song is an absolute vibe as well it's very easy to listen to it sounds quite like sort of chorusy as well i think it's pronounced a layer i layer something like that it's an arabic word which means uh family the song in its most basic form i think or how i'm interpreting it anyway is about hope um they're praying for their family for money for health and safety and basically just hoping that they're going to be okay. Uh, Jid has the first verse, and he makes a very harrowing statement concerning his safety. News at 12, channel 1-1, but 10 minutes later, we heard the drum, but the band, they ain't playing, because it was Sunday. I pray for better days. Maybe I'll make it to Monday. So considering the band isn't playing and the drummer's going off, it is safe to assume it's a gun. And the last line there is very heavy. Like, it's only Sunday, and you're saying, maybe I'll make it to Monday. Like, that's a very, very 
harrowing thought. Uh, Hollywood JB has a pretty confusing verse, to be honest. I can't make much sense of it. He describes, like, the fantasy of, like, a big house, white picket fence, you know, big tree with, like, a tire swing kind of, you know, that kind of uh, fantasy. But he, he did it in a very unusual way, which I did like. Uh, this one, for the people in my corner, yo, we finna own a building and stand on the corner with our children, shining because we are brilliant. Cut diamonds chilling on the fingers of the women we choose as they mamas. But then this is the point where I get confused. And don't make me kill for them. You could judge if you want. Keep the judge in mind. But I'll ride for mine, your honour. And she leave it to the hand of designer. She wear Gucci to the trial. Because we good. And the devil always brag that she in the Prada. So the designer line tied in pretty nicely to the Gucci. You know, like in the hand of the designer. Then Gucci is a designer brand. I thought that was actually pretty clever. And then, you know, the judge and then your honor. So he's in like a courtroom. She gone take the stand to stand with me in silence. Judge throw a scent. And she gone be comma. See her face and I be karma. I see her waist and I see what time was. That's why I can't let an hour pass without thinking what time we had. So when I get a minute, I like to acknowledge that. Facts. Like, he goes from liking her, saying, I say her face and I be karma, to disliking her, saying, I see her waist, now I see what time is. And then back to liking her again, I can't let an hour pass without thinking on what time we had. Like, I, I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't know what he's, what he's trying to get at there. Uh, and then Johnny Venus, I always forget how good this man is. He starts his verse off just absolutely swinging. There's a, a phone call, like you hear a brrrr, and then he's like, hello, surprised you picked up. I know you've been dealing with the world and all his little hiccups. I don't mean to bother you. Well, yeah, I kind of do. See, we've been wrestling with this nasty plague, this nasty plague that's kind of like the flu. I ain't a doctor, I don't know, but I know rich folks dying too, and I know they gon' get their treatment first when that shit gets approved. And that's some BS. You should have seen the panic on your kids' faces and the grocery line clutching tissue up to their breast. That last line confused me at first, but it's sort of referencing the, the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. Um, and that is just hard. Like, just straight up talking to the Lord himself about societal issues. That's an alpha move. From this point on, though, the album really loses touch of its narrative. Like, there's nothing heavily religious sort of mentioned from here on out. Like, it's just mainly surface-level references to sort of keep the facade of a religious album up um like for example end of days could be like a biblical apocalyptic theme in jupiter where i think it's mariba says it's only by design you know the designer it is a bit of a stretch and other than that there's just sort of like littered in surface level references to religion in there and that's it like there are some tracks that have good points throughout the rest of the album like it is a pretty decent album all through jid's verse on shiva i really liked uh, it started out with sterilized cold water from a tap, liquidation in my neighborhood, celebrate the current state of hate between the acres separated by the paper, hard. So like sterilized cold water from the tap, they don't even have clean water where they are. And then liquidation, you know, they're just talking about water, uh, celebrate the current state of hate. So like people are glad by the hate, separated between the acres that are only separated because of paper. You know, so they're separated because of money. 
And then the chorus on, I think it's pronounced Ocean, yeah, by Johnny Venus is absolutely amazing. That is a really, really good chorus. But the, the narrative for me is what was really driving this album forward. And like after the first four tracks, there really wasn't one. And really only like two out of the four tracks contained things about religion. Like other than that, it was again just loosely related stuff. The second last track as well, Big Rubers on the outro, spoken word again, talking about freedom. Uh, I think it would have been nice if he was on the last track to sort of help tie it together, but he wasn't. Um, the last track was just different. Like it was a, it could have just not been there, and it wouldn't have really made a difference. It didn't contribute anything to the album. And just one last point: the album really could have gone without having Chance and Black in it. To be honest, their verses were fairly forgettable. I'm gonna rate this one a 5.5 out of 10. Like it, it was good, and the first four tracks were like really good. But there was just no cohesiveness throughout it at all. It really lacked just something tying it together. It just, it sounded like a playlist. Like a, you know when you're looking up an artist on Spotify and you've got, say, Jid, and there's like, this is Jid. You know, it sounded like you were just listening to that. Like it wasn't one project with a narrative. I've I've watched the Fantana review for it and he said... um, that they're using religion as more of an aesthetic than a narrative, and I 100% agree with that. I, I can't think of a better way of saying that. They 100% just use it as an aesthetic. Yeah, the only consistent thing throughout the entire album was that there were four people on each track, and that's not a good thing for the most part. So it's a bit of a shame, but yeah, five out of five for that one. Be sure to tune in tomorrow, because I've got MGK's new album, tickets to my downfall will you want to hear it i don't know (laughs) but you want to hear my review so i'll see you then that's a wrap